Hey everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Weekly DMC Podcast. I am your host, Brian, and I'm joined by Jade. Hi! And uh, this week we have a very special treat for you guys. We've kind of been hinting at it over the last couple of episodes, but we're joined by a very special guest this evening. Who are we speaking to today, Jade? I'm going to speak to my sister, um, Kendall Trinka. She's um, a singer, songwriter, producer, pianist, artist. She can draw anything. She can basically do anything that she wants. So she's a real creative person. Um, Yes. And so we're going to talk to her. Hi, Kendall. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Just chilling. Love that. like a villain. (laughs) (laughs) So, Kendall, how old are you? I am 19 years old. Oh my god, two thousand baby. baby. I thought I was young. <laughs> yeah. And then there's this nineteen year old who's done all the crazy stuff that she's already done in her life. <laughs> what the hell? Um okay, so you're nineteen. What have you done that's pretty significant in your nineteen years of life so far? Oh god. Um I guess we'll go in chronological order. Uh I taught myself piano when I was eleven, which has I guess given me the tools to do everything I do today, um, which is, you know, produce music using reason, um, songwrite, produce for you. Yeah. <laughs> Just lots of music stuff. Um, I won a music composing contest my, I believe it was my sophomore year, um, that was statewide for my song Hostage. That was cool. Um... I was in band for four years. A lot yes, of different. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's the worst thing ever. <laughs> okay, so we know you, that you're a singer and a songwriter and a producer, and that's amazing. So, how many albums do you have out already at 19 years old? So I have two full-length albums, and then I have one EP that was the first thing I ever released. Uh huh. And you didn't always go by Kendall Trinka, right? What was your first stage name? Uh, ew. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when I was younger, I went by KT Melody. Um, <laughs> I love it. We, I think it's great. Yeah, we don't talk about her. Uh, <laughs> you didn't talk about KT Melody? Yeah. And have a website, KT Melody Music? KT Melody Music. Oh my god, that was an era. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. But okay, in all seriousness, after this conversation, if you really want to go check her out, definitely look up Kendall Trinka on um, iTunes Music or Spotify or whatever you listen to. There's so many songs to listen to, and she's amazing. So, out of all those songs that you have so far, what's like your favorite song that you've ever written? Oh god, um, I think. Honestly, for me, one that I feel like a lot of people underrate is Bleachers. Okay. Uh, it's on my album, California, but it's very personal. It's it's like, it's kind of like melancholy. Like, it's a super happy, upbeat song, but it's really about, like, you know, being upset with how people perceive you and not really knowing where you're going in life and just kind of feeling isolated and socially anxious it's like one of my yeah, favorites absolutely. yeah it's, it's a great song um definitely check it out. I, it's definitely one of um our mom stacy's favorite song oh my god Hashtag i know get fuck stacy <laughs> um 
<laughs> so yeah, it's definitely it's a good song. Um, so Brian, I know you don't know much about Kendall or you know the music process in general. Do you have any questions for her as of you know right now? Well, I mean, I just kind of wanted to take a back seat in this episode yeah, and let the two sisters chat away. But I think the most, like, I guess to go back to the topic for this week's episode would be kind of focused around the creative process. So, I mean, the most obvious question would be, like, how do you go about, you know, getting that spark of inspiration for a song? Like, I mean, walk us through the process of, like, say that first little spark of inspo to like putting down the track and actually having something live on iTunes because I think a lot of people actually don't know about that process and I think it would be very interesting to get your insight yeah okay um for me a lot of different things spark it it could be like it could be I hear something in a song that I listen to and I'm like wow that's like a really cool instrument or a really cool like offset beat and I try to you know let that inspire me or I'll hear like something that really inspired my music lately was when I was like 16 and 17 I was really into Billie Eilish like she did a lot of vocal layering so that's something I practiced using into my own and I as for like topics about songs it's just you know it's it's a mix of life events or sometimes movies um like jade and i are working on that one song do you um and that was that inspired me trying to think there's there's so many different things that spark an idea um as for how i get it started for me when i have an idea i almost try to come up with um almost like a a color scheme in my head if that makes sense um oh yeah that's interesting yeah why start there for me I think it makes sense because I took so many like art classes in school and I learned about you know like the psychology of color and because I'm a musician it just kind of naturally blended into my creative process so when let's say I'm making like a sad song I'll try and come up with a color scheme and make it sound like how purple or blue or black or gray or just darker cooler colors make you feel um physically and something that also plays a huge role in it for me is bass like I'm very into bass I feel like especially in more emotional songs it can change everything I'm very about like physical feeling during song like I want to like feel that shit hit (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely I mean that makes sense there's um I mean I've talked about this before there's Lord who I know has it's a certain synesthesia yeah medical condition and she writes music um through colors as well and it's like when she hears the beat the color will literally flash through her brain and she like and so she bases off her music off color and she's like I want this beat to sound green I want this beat to sound green. yeah and then when she listens back to her music it's like there's a firework display happening in front of her mm-hmm. and that's super cool um I think every kind of every artist kind of has a certain way um that that creation moment happens for me I think it comes stems from 
taking a bunch of acting classes and being a theatrical person. I thought you were going to say taking a bunch of acid. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I've never taken acid. Um, but being such a theatrical person, when I hear sounds, certain sounds or um, certain notes, literally a scene will play in my head. So like, I when we'll get into it, but me and Kendall have been working on a few songs together with our first coming out very soon called Streets. And there were certain noises that I wanted in the background because those noises brought me back to a moment where this song was written about, you know, same with, same with like, um, how I, how I just write my songs in general. I'm not like, I'm, I kind of switch on and off the way I write songs. Sometimes it starts with like the melody and then I'll write the lyrics to the melody. And sometimes it starts with the lyrics and then I'll write the melody to the lyrics, right? Mm-hmm. But with this song, I already had streets I'm talking about. I already had the melody because Kendall already halfway produced it. And then we had a few lyrics as well. So then I, I had a good base to start off on. And so now I had to focus on the scenes, right? Because there was the whole blank second verse to write. And so I was like, okay, I've got the base down. So now think about think about that moment you were in when you were breaking up with your ex or whatever and what did you feel? What was around you? What was the scene? And like that's that's how I mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, you have a very cinematic style, yeah. which is really like in um like kamikaze, all of the, you know, like the the thunder, the it's very cinematic. It's really interesting. I feel like not a lot of people I feel like a lot of people shy away from it a little bit, mm-hmm. but I I like it because it's, like you said, it's almost like a perfect mix of, like, modern, you know, like, everyday music mixed with a little bit of, like, Broadway storytelling. Yeah, theatric, yeah, storylines, absolutely. Okay, so let's say, let's say for you, you've got, you've got a good beat, you've got a good, like, melody. But you have no idea how this how the lyrics are gonna go. How how do you choose a topic and like go with it? Um, I guess for me, for me, it's you know, and it always I guess comes back to this. It's however that that beat makes me feel color wise. Mm-hmm. I try to because I I've think in colors or I feel in colors if that makes sense so whenever I see that be in a certain color I try to think about moments in my life that made me feel like that same thing that way it's always cohesive um that's the best way I can explain it The, the only other way I really come up with anything is if I come across something very specific in my everyday life or if I um like for example I write songs from people in my life's perspective on me sometimes um to just to try and like I guess kind of figure yourself out from a different person yeah yes. but you see the thing is that actually demonstrates a very high level of like self-awareness because not only are you putting yourself in in somebody else's shoes, but you're looking at, at yourself from their perspective. So it's like you're doing it on both fronts. You're you're trying to put you're trying to look at things from their point of view, but you're trying to actually look inward by looking 
elsewhere if that makes sense yeah. it's very interesting it, it's definitely um more hard-hitting than i'd like for it to be sometimes yeah. but i almost feel like it's necessary not only for you know musical aspects and just getting not always the same like oh my god he broke my heart story out there constantly because let's mm-hmm. be real that's most of my content but um but also just yeah, for same. personal reflection yeah we're just baby taylor swifts it's fine yeah. <laughs> but i think for personal reflection and growth as a person and a musician it's just it's for me been super helpful to um try and write from different walks of life or sometimes like in in the park I'll see like you know this what did I see it was this girl and her boyfriend were like arguing and then like he walked in the car and like got away and like I wrote and never finished um a song about that but my notes app is just full of little interactions that I I witnessed if someone looked at my notes they'd be like okay this girl's schizophrenic because it's just like it's like little blurps of weird shit that I'm like oh this could be a line in a song and it's like something so random and I'm like yeah 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 I'm gonna get back to that (laughs) do you ever have like for me sometimes I'll wake up in my sleep and just like in my dream I wrote a Mm -hmm. whole song but then when I wake up I can only remember like not even a little bit of it does that happen to you okay yeah (laughs) I fucking hate that because I'll be asleep and I'll be thinking of the song or thinking of lyrics and it's it's like the best thing I've ever written apparently literally I'm like this is so good and then I wake up and it's like I've got two lines out of the whole song that I've written yeah and like the melody's gone it's just yes yeah it's the worst so what I'm thinking uh, just from what you guys have been talking about is like I mean, both of you can take it, you know, like maybe Kendall first since you're our guest. But um, but like what what would you say are some of the songs that have had like the biggest impact on you in your life? You know, just I guess that will help our audience learn a little bit more about you and your influences. Like and, songs and of mine or songs that like of other people's that have songs of other people, I think. Is that what you're trying yeah. to say? Yeah. Okay. Um honestly i'm trying to think the first artist i guess that really helped me find my sound and or at least the sound that i really followed through with for a long time was alessia cara and she has a song called 17 out and um that really inspired a lot of my music on my album california it was very reflective and just about being young and stupid and confused and it 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 really influenced my music style as well because she did a lot of vocal layering but not not in a way that like Billie Eilish does it um it's it's very sporadic and thought out like it's not just layered background vocals so listening to her and especially that song in particular really helped me figure out what kind of artist I wanted to be and that I wanted to be able to tell stories and talk about my feelings but still keep it very strategical and interesting so I would say that one's huge 
Love that. What's one um, of yours? <laughs> I think for me, I feel I like know. I know it. I'm sorry. That I feel like I know it. For me, <laughs> I want to. Um, wait, you tell me who. It's um. It's the one that you and mom wanted to get tattooed on you. It's the something about breathing. I don't know why I can't think of. All that I know is I'm breathing. I do have that tattooed on me. Oh, yeah, do you? That was my first tattoo. Um, definitely, I definitely have like an indie vibe uh, for sure. Um, but I like to also think that I've got that like indie, pretty voice, musical theater thing going on. But I also kind of have this like raw, edgy side to me as well. Um like 21 Pilots was like a huge band growing up for me. Um, they got me, I, I talked about this in the last thing, but like they were, they helped me through a lot of traumatic shit that went on in my life. Um, and then, although she might be problematic in the YouTube um, space, I really like Gabby Hanna's music. I think that's kind of like edgy and I think she's, Really, There's nothing edgy about her music. <laughs> I think her music's pretty edgy for what it is. It's kind of cool. It's got like hard hitting chords, huh? I said it's kind of cool. My generation definitely like beats the shit out of her on the internet. Like it's it's yeah. really bad. <laughs> it's really bad. But I I do like her beats, and I think if you break down her actual lyrics, they're very um clever, mm-hmm. and I really like that. I like that about her. Um, Billie Eilish has been a big one for me this past few years um, watching her and how she's evolved so yeah I mean and I think and I think there's a lot of influences as well if we go back to like our child both of us our childhood days when we used to listen to Johnny Cash every fucking day oh my fucking god queen every fucking day like we would just drive around in our dad's jeep and those were the three people that he would always stop and I just I yeah I think that has definitely an influence on the white stripes too are huge yeah um okay so let's let's go back to like the process of music making so let's say let's say you um have the song you have the lyrics you have the melody Mm -hmm. and you're ready to like record it right Mm -hmm. like now now we're looking to get like a single out a studio a studio session like done so you can have people listen to it what would you start off with Normally, I start out with just like I'll lay down some chords. Um, then I'll I'll make sure to add higher fre- frequencies, like you know synthesizers, violins, depending on the vibe. Or and then I'll go to lower frequencies, whether it's like an eight oh eight bass or cellos. Um, and I try to just get all frequencies hit across the board. That way. Because for me personally, I like super broad, like full sounding music. So mm-hmm. that's what I try to go for. And then um, then normally I'll, you know, play with loops a little bit, see exactly how I want to lay out the song. Uh, I might change some chords as I go because I'm like, oh, like this kind of sounds too con- like consistent throughout. I need a little bit of a change. Um, so yeah, I'll switch some stuff around. Then drums is probably that's all, that's all done through feel though, right? Like everything you're talking about right now, it's all it's you're not there's not so much a, a specific blueprint that you're going for. No, you're just kind of going with what feels right. No, and that's something I used to be. 
I wouldn't say bad at, but just something I would follow too closely and I felt pressured to follow was like verse, pre-chorus, chorus, verse, mm-hmm. pre-chorus, chorus, bridge, chorus, song is done. Um, yeah, but now I just kind of base it off of how I want the story to be told, what parts I want emphasized. And I mean, obviously, the chorus is the most emphasized part. But um, but sometimes I almost like to pull the chorus back and then make the verses more full because in a way, those words, like the story is sometimes more important to me than the actual production. Like in my song, Friend, mm-hmm. um, the the verse is very real like the lyrics are hard to listen to um for me but but it's full of you know there's like this muted guitar there's violins cellos and then the chorus is just kind of the same thing there's not anything extra um but yeah so for me drums is honestly the thing I probably spend the most time on and that's what I do after adding you know all the all the frequencies making sure everything is full and balanced is the drums and I think because like I said I'm such a physical person when it comes to music I really like feeling bass and and you know feeling exactly what the song sounds like um Mm -hmm. or like what it's supposed to convey message wise I really like feeling that like physically and emotionally and I feel like drums are something that are so important to that and that's why I spend so much time on it like I don't normally go with the whole like one two three four one two three four like I mean as you know in streets like it's very sporadic weird like yeah yeah. I just yeah drums is like the final and then obviously I'll record and and mix and stuff but I'd say drums and and focusing on frequencies is like the huge thing for me for preparing something to get sent out. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, going back to drums, for me, I always like to think of, like, the beats and the drums in the song are the heartbeat of of that song. So, like, it's super important because that's what keeps it alive. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's what I love about um, Streets is she was saying the beats are very sporadic like that, and I really like that for, like, a song that's so intense. Mm Mm-hmm as like the songs like about a major breakup and like being broken as a person like being not good enough and how do you feel in that moment when you feel not good enough your heart is racing you're having anxiety attacks you're feeling like shit so your heartbeat is not regulating so why would it be on, on a song or? yes it wouldn't it would be sporadic and like those are the things that make songs for me cinematic i'm sure she feels the colors like that's those are the hearts of the song um so i'm curious um first of all thanks for sharing that that's probably more in depth than and kind of more interesting kind of like a look behind the curtain than i've ever really heard i mean i listen to a ton of podcasts and i don't think i've ever heard any artist kind of explain their process like that so that's super interesting and if i've seen some value in it i'm sure more musically and kind of artistically talented people they're probably listening to it going yes finally somebody's talking about it so like um so like thanks for sharing that with us and our audience that's super 
we're super grateful for that um i guess i have another question kind of on my mind just based on everything that's been talked about um if you both could pick i mean personally i feel like music for a lot of people can kind of transport them back to a specific moment in time um and then and like to personally there's a couple of songs that are pretty hard for me to listen to because they just maybe reminds me of a tough time that I've been through and and I and quite often can't even get to the end of the song kind of have to like skip on past it um, I I'm curious from both of you if you could pick one song that automatically makes you think of a specific point in time in your life <laughs> what would that be and would you be willing to share the story with us as well that's a silly question but um yeah i love it i like it i'll i'll go first because mine's quick and not funny um i mean it's funny but it's not like sentimental or anything because i think with a lot of songs that i think are sad or like are heartbreaking i actually cherish those songs close to my heart and i don't have a hard time listening to them because it i don't know maybe it's because i'm just a depressed person so i like feeling sad and going back to that sadness um (laughs) but there is um <laughs> there's a song called Hey There Delilah. And <laughs> I think we all know that song. <laughs> and um that was mine and my first like boyfriend. We dated for a month. His name was Tristan Mother Ma- Tristan Maher. Tristan Maher. Probably shouldn't put him on blast on the podcast. He's not going to listen to this. <laughs> Um, also, also like we're cool. It's not a big deal. It was like sixth grade. Oh, we love that. That was like at the time you, as a couple, had like give each other songs or whatever, and that was like our couple song was "Hey There, Delilah." Oh my god! And um, he broke up with me, and I literally just even when that starts, like, din, 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 hey there, I'm like skip i cannot listen to it at all still even though it's such a silly like thing it just really fucked with me as a kid um but the funniest thing it's also thing, a bad song but... yeah it's also it's also a creepy yeah. song if you look into it the guy like yeah. they weren't dating like it, it, that whole thing is weird um but the funny thing is i have a breakup song from that relationship and it's um the script's um when a heart breaks no i don't break oh my god like <laughs> I feel like, what am I supposed to do? Like, every time that's on, I'm like, Tristan, why? Oh, my God. Dude, that song is one of those songs that fucks me up no matter what. Same with, like, uh, Slow Dancing in a Burning Room by John Mayer. Every time, I'm like, my heart. Oh, my God. Okay, so what about you? Is there a song that, like... Yeah, for me, um, I don't know if you'll know the song. I might have, like, sent it to you, but... Uh, her name's Maggie Corner, I believe is how it's pronounced, and it's mm-hmm. called Birds. Uh, and yes. I found it one day. I was watching, I think I was watching 13 Reasons Why, and it was, like, in the background. I was like, oh, my God, like, this is a good song. Um, and then I started dating my most recent boyfriend uh, and showed it to him around, like, when we started dating. He didn't really like it, whatever. Then we moved in together, and we got into like a huge fight um and then he like locked himself in like the spare bedroom and just was like blasting that song and like it was so emotional and then that was the song that he would play like anytime we would argue you know like um 
he cheated a lot. Um, and when that would happen, that's what he would play when he was like upset and I didn't want to talk to him, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So when I hear that, it just, it feels like it's happening all over again. And I'm like, skip, yeah. like I cannot skip do it. It's that's such crazy. a beautiful like, song too. Oh, Sorry. oh my God. So no, so many, he's canceled. It's fine. But also, thanks for ruining that great song, asshole. God, well, I mean, it's fine. It's still so beautiful. Like, I can handle it if I'm, like, prepared. But yeah. it's just, like, like the the cellos that come in at the second verse. Like, it's just, it's so mm. pretty. But I'm just like, God damn it. Like. <laughs> yeah, God damn it. <laughs> okay. So, on that, we'll go back to, like, our stuff. Um... So, okay, let's say the song now is finished. We've got it mixed. We've got it mastered, right? It's ready to go. Um, let's talk about, like, how an artist promotes themselves and how um, how to get eyes on your newest project. So what, like, what do you do as in, like, social media, as in getting people to look at you and your music, Um what kind of what goes into it because it's a lot of work and I don't think people realize how hard it is one as an artist to be seen because it's so oversaturated now on Spotify because anyone now can just in back in the day you would have to go to the studio you would have to like get it on a, this thing like yeah a vinyl or a CD player then you would have to pitch it to these people to get it on the radio and it it was a smaller niche thing where now anyone can buy a, a Rode microphone and get reason on their laptop and then go through DistroKid or CD Baby or any Do of those it, yeah. sites and just get it onto Spotify, which is now oversaturated the market, which makes it really hard for the people who are actually talented to get seen. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what what do you do? And I know and we're still in the process of it. We're very small artists. Yeah. But I think it's I think it's a good thing to talk about. Um honestly for me, I just spam the shit out of like every platform that I have and then for Mm -hmm. some of them I go a little more like 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 Snapchat and Facebook I'll just post every fucking hour about it like but like with Instagram and TikTok I feel like things need to be a lot more thought out and strategical so like for TikTok something that's huge is um people doing like voiceovers over their own songs and be like hi like this is me blah 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 like this is my song because tiktok is a super personal place where i feel like people really connect with understanding and knowing that artists are just like everyone else um so i think with tiktok it has to be a little more personal whereas instagram for me personally i like to go a little more minimalistic like a lot of my promo stuff I'll just like post the picture of like my album art or whatever and then I'll have like just the date in the description or just the song name or or like a lyric from it for me I like my Instagram to be more like sleek Mm -hmm. um but that's just how I approach it um and then Obviously, there's the whole process of creating, like, promo content, um, which I've helped you with. Yeah. Um, and that, to me, is huge, too, because it's 
it's a way to keep your content looking similar and cohesive all relating back to the release without making it like repetitive and annoying if that makes sense yeah yeah I think it's really important um I've just learned to to spam the shit out of people because you don't think about it but people have are seeing so many things in a day on social media that they're like oh yeah yeah okay my friend is coming out with a song cool and then they forget about it because they see five million other things so I think it's really important to post at least on every social media about it once to once a day like if that's the minimum requirement you have to do that right and you like she was saying promo videos promo pictures stuff like like you don't want to keep posting the same album art every single day because yeah that is shitty and <laughs> yeah, literally so you want to be taking promo pictures like make sure you do a mini photo shoot make sure you're making little videos about it um and that's what I'm doing but I'm also making sure my my way of going about it with streets at least is like with kamikaze I pretty much just focused on kamikaze and was sending out like tweets and posts Mm -hmm. and pictures of just kamikaze but this time with streets I'm really trying to boost just my social media presence in general yeah and so I'm posting every day about streets but I'm also dabbling in little like fun things like just doing regular tiktoks I'm posting like sexy pictures on instagram that I would normally like do like yeah but just on a more frequent schedule and I'm seeing a lot more um eyes on me I'm seeing a lot more like traction engagement like traffic and growth yeah which is helping out on this new single because I have new people who have no idea really who I am but they're liking just who I am as a person my content and they're being like oh she also is a singer oh that's cool oh she has a song coming out yeah cool let me pre-say that and so I think that's really important too is just connecting with your audience and trying to build that yeah as well um, so that's just, that's pre, that's before the song comes out. Oh, last thing before we move on to like post, let's say the song's out. Um, make sure, this is just for any artist, um, make sure if you are releasing a song, try to get it out on pre-save at least a month before the song actually comes out because, um, through CD Baby and Discord or whatever else, because on Spotify now, there's this new fun thing where if it's out, if you have it pre-saved a month before, you can actually submit it to be um, looked at and processed and see if they want to actually add it to a, a ton of their Spotify playlists. Oh my god! Which is a really hard, like a hard thing to do if you're a small artist. So this is a great way to just have at least one, like you are guaranteed one person is going to look at your song and mm-hmm. listen to it and see if it's um good enough to be on a playlist and let's say you get on like an actual spotify generated playlist like one that that company makes there's that like that's how you blow up like spotify playlists nowadays are like are like the end-all be-all for new music i've noticed like yeah like that's how people blow up so um if you have a new song coming out and you're you're ready for it to go up do not wait to the last second make sure you get it in to your pre-save so you can actually submit it for um review it's really important and i did it this time and fingers crossed yeah so um yeah anything you would like to um say pre 
pre song or have I mean, any other questions? Not really. Like when we were in the lead up to Kamikaze, we also had the single launch kind of the like the gig to. Oh, point that's a post. To. We're going to talk about. Post. Yeah, but I, but I mean, we're having to be creative this time around because we don't have that same. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but we Absolutely. can get to that, I guess. Um. Yeah. So okay, let's say let's say your album's out, your song is out now. What do you do post song being out to make sure that eyes stay upon it for at least a few weeks after that song is out? Um, something I do is one, I'll post a lot of like snippets of my favorite parts of the song. Um, just everywhere. Usually you know, like Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook. Like I said, with TikTok, I like to be more like strategical. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't, I just, oh my God, my brain just like came out. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, yeah, I just spam the shit out of social media, continue mm-hmm. doing that. Um, I'll also send the link to like people that I'm close with or also people that I haven't talked to in like forever because then normally they're like oh like they listen to that and then they show their friends um I would like to do gigs and stuff but I don't know like but I just got out of high school so I never really had that opportunity and then now COVID is like fucking the entire planet yeah um but another thing I do is even if it's not a lot I'll save up a little bit of money for Instagram and Snapchat ads and those are like huge like I put like a five or ten dollars into an Instagram ad just to like see what it would do and then I got listens from like like France and Japan and um just places you would not expect it so I think even if it's so small, I think ads really, really do help. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um, they definitely help. And, yeah. So, I was going to say gigs. Like, you definitely want to do a bunch of gigs right after a song is released. But, again, during COVID, that's really hard. And you have to get creative. And I actually have a few ideas that we need to talk about in the future. Okay, love that. Um, I've got some cool, cool ideas. Um, and... Uh, so yes, but also music videos are a really good way to get people to look at, and it, they don't have to be amazing. I'm, I'm actually starting to brainstorm ideas like how could I do um, a music video for Street, mm-hmm. um, or I have another song coming out. But we're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so yeah, so music videos are a great way as well because people in general are visual people so like so yeah they can listen to your song and be like oh that was good and then it'll leave their mind like I said because it's you know they're moving on with the day there's so much shit that they're seeing but if you throw a music video at them now they have something that they physically have to look at and that catches people's attention way more than sometimes audio so if you can afford um doing a music video it doesn't have to be too much money I would definitely recommend doing a music video for your song um, and then the most, yeah, I think the most important thing post song is make sure <laughs> you keep up with your social media presence. Like, like you can die down a little bit, 
but like the best way to keep followers is to keep engagement high and is to keep making content and is to keep like it just never ends if you want to be a creator an artist like someone that's just a creative being your whole thing is you can just you never have you can never get tired you're you know energizer bunny on crack (laughs) yeah so yeah would you agree with that I would totally agree for me the thing is though like I'm in this weird in-between stage where it's like I love making my own music but I don't know if I would want that to be like the priority of my career because like fame and eyes on you is so it can be so toxic like yeah and for me I just don't trust my mental stability enough for that um stability right yeah Yeah, like so I think a lot of um I guess I'm I'm less like on top of it just because like 100 percent yeah yeah that's your goals though you you have different goals than I guess myself or other artists if you just want to be someone who's a producer and makes music on the side or like or you're in between it's totally cool like take your time mental health is super important like it's more important than any of this bullshit yeah like if you can't fucking do it every fucking day please oh yeah rather you not burn out (laughs) so 100 um but the cool thing is Kendall will be employed for a good while because she is my sole producer. <laughs> so she'll be making the moolah. Don't worry. But, <laughs> but also I think that like there's not everybody has to be in the public eye to be successful. Oh yeah, 100%. Like there's people in, I don't know, to use a bad example, like the people, there's people in Drake's camp that we don't know who they yes. are, their name, what they look like. Yeah. But they're in the background making business deals, like like promoting stuff. Uh, like making connections and, and building relationships and we know nothing about them but they're just as important as yeah. like the face of the operation I mean another good example if we really if we want to talk about actual like just an artist is Sia like, oh my god right most, I know what Sia looks like because I've, I've liked Sia from before, before she yeah. has done her publicity stunt but like Sia doesn't ever show her face anymore and it's because she wants to have a normal life outside of being famous. So she's obviously an amazing performer, an amazing singer. She has all of these number one hits. But she can also go to Walmart and just be like chill because she's found a good way to find that balance somewhere in the middle. So you definitely can do it. This is just one one way of doing things. This is the way I'm doing it. And that's Yeah, it. I, mean, I just think there's so many mind. different like avenues with like involving musical careers and there's so many different ways to pursue that or like show that to people as well Mm -hmm. it's such a broad area (laughs) all right well this has been this has been great um before we head off i just want to give you the floor to say anything that you want to say plug anything you want to (laughs) plug jesus christ um well, check out my latest single, Friend, on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, any other fucking place on the planet. Um, follow me on Instagram, at Kendall Trinka. Uh, I'm trying to think, what else? you have a TikTok? I do have a TikTok, and it's Kendall underscore Trinka, because my 14-year-old ass doesn't know how to get into my account and delete it. So I have to put an underscore in there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> do you have Twitter? So I honestly, 
I do, but, like, I'm not going to plug it because it's just there. Same. I never fucking post on my Twitter. Toxic and scary, and I, it's just I not my I think Twitter's for the gays at this point. For the gays and the queens and the drama queens. Yeah. Like, like some I, people. Twitter like that. does scare me as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I am gay, so I don't know what I mean. Yeah, no, but, gays, like, but. yeah. It's just, it's an intense arena. Um, yeah. Um, okay, Cool. So catch Kendall Trinka at on Instagram at Kendall Trinka, TikTok Kendall underscore Trinka. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm sure she has a Facebook page somewhere. Yeah, um, just Kendall Trinka. And listen to her music. She has so much music out for you to listen to. Her latest being Friends, but literally go back from the beginning and watch her evolution you don't go to the beginning we'll um, start from the middle worry, you'll be hearing more from her very soon we are working together a lot on some new music and i have a cool few ideas for gigs um that just might include the internet so um yeah this has been kendall trinka on the weekly dmc and i hope you had a good time here i did thank you for having me Of course. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. (laughs) And of course, we always finish this um, podcast with a question. Uh, What's your question this week, Brian? The question's got to be, what's your favorite song? Yeah, what's your favorite song? Or favorite artist? Yeah. Song or artist, you know, whatever. And And if you really want to think it go deep you could uh, tell us about a memory that's linked to a song please do um you can follow brianna irish nicks fan on instagram anything else for you um uh, follow our instagram at the weekly dmc um and then you can follow me at jade renee official on instagram and tiktok my twitter is jade renee 96 because official was too long i do have um a Facebook page at Jade Renee and then also my YouTube is Jade Renee um, and that's all for us this weekend and of course stay rad <laughs>